When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News Edition, episode 317, Save Me a Seat. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Survivor News. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always with your Survivor News, you can watch this audio podcast on video. Just head over to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel, click subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and let us know in the comments what you think about our recap. Your baby boys are back from New Orleans and we're in Florida now, but we still had to give the Purple Pants Posse our take on episode 11. Woo, baby. Listen, I was shocked. I was mad. I was proud. I cried. This episode delivered. So listen. Your favorite baby boys, Jack Atkins, Wendell Holland, and myself are here to deliver you your Survivor News. <laughs> And we are back with your Survivor News covering Survivor Season 45, Episode 11. Your baby boys are here. The podcast that almost did not happen. I am excited to be joined by my brother, my good friend, Jack Atkins. What's poppin', baby boy? What is up? Uh, so excited. We're, we might be a little late with it, but we're excited to be here and talk about a great Episode 11. And uh Fortunately, we were all able to be in New Orleans for it and and that lots to talk about with that too. So <laughs> yes. we, we almost we were able to all watch together. <laughs> so far. We <laughs> almost did. I almost yeah. be like that. I almost just like be able to watch I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, that was the goal. Uh but again, uh welcome back to the podcast. Wendeezy, you may know him from Winners. At war, you may know him from Beach Cabana Royale, or I really know him from not saving me a seat is Wendell Holland. Oh, that's how we want to do this. Oh, oh. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. All right. All right. All right. 
the only thing I'll say, and we can say it for the debrief, is that I wasn't the only one that was sitting there. But I'm the only one that got blamed for it. You weren't the anyway. See, you <laughs> Because he keeps trying to swing the pendulum to you, Jack. And Jack and I have gotten into one fight ever in our friendship. And I have vowed to make it the one and only. And so I will never fight with my baby boy, Jack. But you kept trying to bring him in it. But anyway, we are back. Same vow for me? trying to bring Bruce into it. Oh, yeah, well, (laughs) okay. And then Bruce kept walking by me talking about I took your seat. Oh, he didn't say that. Yes. That's where it all boils down to. But I guess for those who are listening, I mean, not to that, but we had a little miscommunication, but everything's smooth now. So it's, it's all, it's, it's spring break 2.0. Okay. Because <laughs> we all were on spring break a couple of days. But honestly, we wanted to make sure that we did not miss an episode. I feel like this season has been one of our, our biggest momentum-wise and just us uh, appreciating the Jack Shack in the comments. And, uh, you know, Survivor News, it's not. it's not just a podcast. It's a lifestyle. It's a brotherhood. And honestly, like, before we get into the podcast, Jack, Wendell, uh, I, I love you guys very much. And, you know, we are brothers and we love like brothers and we may get into disagreements like brothers. Uh, but all that matters is the brotherhood is intact and we are here to talk about some survivor. We are back from New Orleans. I just have to say, New Orleans was a vibe. Like, if you have never been, I've been before as a child, uh, but never as an adult. In the in the seventies, in the wow. early two thousand tens. And fourteen, everybody. Right. Yeah, New Orleans is just a different type of vibe. It is just a. Uh, so yeah, the Bryson Wynn present welcome party for RHAP was a whole vibe. Shout out to everyone that came. The RHAP live event was amazing. Shout out to Robert. Uh, just a big shout out to Sammy and Owen for their huge part in it. They just helped. They were amazing hosts. They made sure that things were together and it was a great time despite when DZ acting a fool. Uh, New Orleans was a great, that's my take on it. My take on it is I have a lot more to say in the debrief, Bryce, but I will say because it was a good time. That's all I'll say. Jack, what what do you say? Yeah, I mean, I wherever you go, it's always the company you're with that makes it makes or breaks it. But New Orleans was definitely the setting to facilitate a, a, a great time. Uh, I just felt like there's a culture in the air there that a lot of not a lot of other cities especially in the u.s have and so just walking around it you know it felt historical there was great food live music uh even sort of that voodoo magic aura that that the city had and, the city and the, architecture. the architecture no, the architecture oh, yeah. oh and the architecture yeah yeah i thought yeah, you the, vo- the voodoo magic was definitely in the air Jack. Yeah. Uh, but bryce Wendell. Too, but. we're not going to talk about the voodoo magic Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for the debrief because the voodoo magic was in the air. But honestly, one of my most proudest moments of just the whole time was, again, 
I'm here with Wendell, the winner of season 36, Ghost Island, and you were on Winners at War. Uh, you know, I happened to be on Kagyan. For me, I just loved the love that I got to like witness Jack get, right? Like there are so many people that were saying like, I was listening to you guys on the ride up down here and like Jack and, you know, I agree with you and Jack. No one's right, but Jack's right. Like, you know, uh, I just loved hearing and seeing uh, Jack just get his flowers. So that honestly for me was the highlight of my trip was just the baby boy. Thank you so much. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up in the sense that you reminded me, I wanted to say like, it, it, there's, you know, especially with my time on the circle and stuff, you, you know, I've had people come up that know me from like the circle and things like that. But I, I always say like, there's no better sort of love and recognition for me than, than someone who really loves the podcast and all you guys that are listening. And I had a few people come up and, and show love and it genuinely makes me like a little emotional because, you know, this is something that had, you know, time on reality TV comes and goes, right? And it, it, it ebbs and flows, but this is something that's been consistent, something that I've loved to do. And it was just even funny having people come up that were like, I, I didn't, like, people that are like, I never watched the YouTube, I listen on, like, you know, Spotify. I didn't realize, I didn't know, but, but the name to the voice, I didn't realize you were the baby boy. And then they were like, super excited. I was like, damn, I didn't, a, I didn't even realize that, you know, people might know my voice, but not what I look like. Uh, go ahead and check it out, Jack. I can tell you what But uh, it just, just some of the like the genuine love that we were able to get, and then just AP that people you know would come up to me and share. I mean, it means the world to me, guys. So I, I just want to say how much I appreciate it. The only thing I'll say to that to piggyback is like, and I think it's so cool. It's so special when the three of us get together, especially as we kind of grow. We've been on this like slow, steady growth trajectory. And I consider us as like the little guys, kind of the underdogs, kind of this little pod. But it seems like a lot of the right people like listening to us. Mm. And mm -hmm. I think it's pretty dope when we can, the three of us can get together to watch, despite us not sitting next to each other. Mm. And I just, yeah, it's, all, it's always special. So to everybody that saw us out there, thank you all so much. Um, and it's cool to see us, like I said, grow slow and steady. And uh, we have we have big, big plans in the future. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, I uh, to piggy piggy back on it. Like even the fans, I, I love how the fans love Jack. But uh, I feel like I know you have Christine as your mom, but I, I feel like I'm a mama bear with you, Jack, sometimes. And so I even love the survivor community. Right. Like the fact that like I'm like. Jack, where y'all hanging out at tonight? Because ain't no, like, you know, I'm going to Jack for the tea because the survivor community recognizes you and sees you. So I, I just appreciate you, Jack, and just appreciate this podcast. And so again, uh, this podcast was not going to happen this week, but uh, we pulled it together and uh, I came out of spring break uh, when DZ came out of spring break and Jack was here chilling, waiting. So uh I'm excited to get into episode 11 because it was a I'm lot. Not happy. Oh, oh, mm. oh. I'm not should we, happy. Should we, should we start from the top or should we just, do you want to get right into what, what's, what's got you hot and bothered? Well, Jack, listen, you, you, you we need to talk about what's got him hot. 
Y'all already know what's got me hot. Uh, and mind you, I didn't. Oh, I, oh, oh, and that's, yeah. In that course. sense. That's well, I, guess, I guess that's right towards the top of the episode. So let's get into it. I mean, I know, but I, I need to give oh, you yeah. two seconds. Uh, oh. But my oh. hotel is a mess. So I don't want y'all to see what it looked like. So you, give me two seconds. Well, Jack, I don't know what he's about to do, but he's about to do something. I, I hope he doesn't pick up a voodoo doll or something. I hope he doesn't come back just like D. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, yeah. So what's got me hot right off the top is. I'm really big into Ash. Uh, Numer. I'm big into astronomy. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, astronomy? <laughs> I'm big in astronomy. I'm big in numerology. numerology. I'm big on the signs. Uh, and to some people, I am the sun, the star, and the moon. So for me, it was a lot when you pour into an obsession. It's a lot when you give the roses, the flowers. It's a lot when you're the only person that can notice someone's soft but hard hands, long but short hair, beautiful smile. You know, when you have a relationship with a mother and they look up in the sky and they talking about Amber and Rob and it's not me. Okay, uh, that's what I'm hot about. Okay, but Bryce, <laughs> how dare Austin? But Bryce, if we're talking my about, trust. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you finish. So, are you mad at Austin or are you mad at D or at both? I'm mad at both. Okay, but Bryce, so to look at it optimistically with uh, some astrology as you mentioned or astronomy hey. i guess as you said uh maybe maybe genuinely maybe the sign of the week if if austin is the seat maybe when someone takes your seat the, it, that opens up room for a new seat if you know what i'm saying maybe I, so, you know maybe but listen i'm not one here for this showmance okay i'm saying it now now is D smart? Yes. Is she pretty? Yes. Is she beautiful? Yes. Is she a killer? Yes. Does she have soft but hard hands? She <laughs> <laughs> got big toes. We know that. She got big toes. Okay? Does she have big and small toes? <laughs> oh, she does. Okay. So I can't compete with that. I know. But I'm loyal. I'm genuine and I'm funny. And Bryce, so, Bryce, question. If, if they were open to polyamory, oh, oh. is that something that could interest you? Call me Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your Molly. Uh, but yeah, so I, uh, you know, normally I love showmances, but I don't love this one. And what I don't love about it, well, obviously, because it's not me, uh, but what I don't love about it is that D is vicious. D is cutthroat. D is a, I just have so much respect for her, right? Like where I feel like, I feel like D can compartmentalize her feelings. She can say like, I, I just, and I don't know her, but I just, 
just seeing her on the TV, I feel like I know that like she knows that she's out here for a game. And yeah, I might like you, but if it comes to a million dollars, I'm taking my million dollars. And my man Austin, he's on a road to an NBA. Okay. He's still maturing in life. His heart is still growing. Okay. He's tall. He's built. He's handsome. He's smart. He's funny. He's charming. He's endearing. He's empathetic. We get it. Oh, we okay. get it. you know, but I don't feel like he has lived yet. Right. And I feel like, you know, hearing him talking about the Amber and Rob story, like, I love that. Right. Like, that's like, Survivor dreams. And I feel like he would sacrifice a million dollars for love. I don't, I, I feel like D like run me. I feel like D would be like, run me my money. So that is really what I, I, I hate about it because I feel like it puts Austin at a disposition automatically because I feel like, and we, we see how the episode plays out, right? Like I feel like she has the upper hand. That's all. So I'm mad at Austin right now. So I'm not talking to Austin this week. Uh-huh. No, I, th- I think you're. I think you touch on. I think your specific uh, situation with Austin. Uh, you're, that, I, I like that you're able to uh, make bring it to a broader level of the fact that like, could this be detrimental? He does have broad to shoulders to though, yeah. Could this be detrimental to Austin's game? And we started to see how the impact this episode, which we'll get into later, but. You know, we could look back and, and this could have cost Austin. You know, I have my own thoughts, too, that we'll get into. But, you know, I guess the, the word on the street is that, like, this could be, like, a lot of the fans are, are thinking this could be Austin tanking his game. I got my own thoughts. Um, but we can, I don't know if we want to talk about it now or we want to get to that later. Well, like, share I mean, your thoughts. We're here. Okay, we're here. Yeah, we're, let's, we let's together. Tackle, let's tackle the whole Austin and D. Uh, look, I mean, I will say one thing the stars in Fiji are very beautiful, but the Bryce Isaiah shining star was that a riddle? (laughs) No, I'm saying, like, like when you're out there, the sky is so clear that these constellations are like spectacular. Not what you know about a constellation, let me tell you. I would look up. We would be at, at night. You look up and you just see all the stars. You you did have a and in the, lot of ahead. time on season forty to look up at the stars. So you know, I had a lot of time on both seasons, but uh, you probably didn't even stay a single night where you were. So the beds were very comfortable <laughs> in the Philippines. Yeah, but anyway, they turned into they turned into two astronomers out there talking about some. Big wow. Dippers and the North Star and stuff, but Jack, I'm sorry. I know, no, but I'm so we're clear. Nerds, but I, I actually, I'm into. I'm it. the only Big Dipper Austin needs. But no, no, I, I love. I studied some astronomy in college. So I love a little astronomy talk. Um, in the circle, I had those little glow in the dark stars on my ceiling. So those were real beautiful. <laughs> um, Austin no, says no. Saturn ain't the only one with some rings. <laughs> um. My thoughts on it, do I think this could hurt Austin's game down the line? Absolutely. This episode, he's getting a lot of backlash for sharing this intel with D, And 
for me, the jury's still out. I don't think it was like necessarily a bad move. And maybe I'm just an Austin defender as a fellow U Chicago student. Um, but for me, when the ball gets, when Drew gets the ball rolling and is pushing back about making a move against Julie, to me, it feels like Austin can either get on, get on board the moving train, which is not Bryce in this instance, um, or, or he can get left behind. Uh, and so I think because Drew, you know, has the numbers to make this move if Drew wants. And I think Drew is a student of player that he would when he determines this is the move, he's going to make the move. He's going to tell Austin, but it's kind of like a, you know, you like I said, get on board or get left behind. And so when Austin kind of realizes that he needs to get on board, why does he necessarily have to leave D out of it, you know, like I don't think this was. Why does he have to bring her in it? I well, just feel like, it's well, like I, I feel like he, this isn't necessarily the best move in Austin's mind. But if he knows that things are going that way, then he could share the information with a close ally to at least be able to think through options, think about next possible steps. Because if he leaves D out of it, I feel like he is sure is he involved in the blind side yes but i feel like he's sort of a, a secondary thought in that move and so at least by looping in d um is he giving away some have i like this is kind of the same thing i've criticized katora for in the past of like giving away information okay, that same well, energy and that's that's a factor but this is slightly different in the sense that when things are already going that way and you're you need to let a close ally know um i don't know i i just I know he's been getting a lot of backlash online about it, and it's easy to correlate his budding showmance, uh, which could certainly be deleterious to his game. Uh, it's easy to correlate that. How with do you like, how do you spell deleterious? D e l e t e r i o s. It's like it's a, it's it's a, it's a I'm a, sorry. That was a it's a word that I, I mess with heavy. Um, Jack, you just got the. My seat's a little moy. The britches? <laughs> oh. um, but just to, sorry, to put a pin in my thought, like, I, I understand that his budding relationship with D is negative, not only to Bryce, but maybe to his game. But we can't necessarily say that, oh, because of that, that this specific move is necessarily bad. It, it might not be the best, but I don't think it's it, within the vacuum of the move. I don't think it's that bad. So this is what I will say, right? Like, I I agree with you, right? Taking my emotions out of it, I think him letting D know a heads up could be potentially a good move for him, right? Like, there's nothing he can do, but he's giving her the heads up. So that's building an even bigger bond with them, right? But I feel like as a viewer, seeing the type of player D has revealed herself to the audience, I feel like it can be guilty by association. It could be like the revenge that she will want to seek. Although like, you know, sometimes it's like, don't shoot the messenger. But at times I feel like, I just feel like it could come back to bite him because D is such a strong and amazing player. Uh, I just... I just say sometimes ask for forgiveness, not permission. Right. So it's like I would rather it be on the other side, like blindside her. Let her know that 
The power's not with you. And then be an ally. I feel like going to her and telling her, even though she can't do anything, still gives her some power. And if we're um, like, if we look at the, the outcome and we know that this ends up saving Julie, now it's like you've made D that much stronger. And when you could have just this person who was probably the strongest in the game, you could have weakened her a little bit. Right. Right. And I guess that's maybe what it boils down to. Um, the question for me, it, like if Austin doesn't leak this to be, does Julie play an idol? Um, and I feel like I thought that she probably would, but um, I think so you're right. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe my mindset was that she probably might've played it anyways, but I guess if Austin and Drew are able to keep it tight lipped, then then maybe they pull off the move. Um, how, does right. it get, how does it get back to Julie? If, if, if not, we see the confessional where she is suspicious. She's a little suspect to Drew. We see D in her conversation with Austin before Austin even says anything. She's like, I I'm sensing a weird energy, something like that. So Maybe, maybe I can totally be wrong in that, in this, in that assessment. And I, I definitely don't think I have a good idea of what would happen because that's the big difference is like, yeah, maybe she wouldn't play that. I don't know. And it's like, again, with, from a number standpoint, from Reba alone, right? If uh, they got out Mama Julie, that is Tina. D is weakened, right? But now they didn't get them out at all. And now with this information, if now Reba continues to turn on themselves, more than likely the next person they will target is Drew. And by association, who does that weaken? That's all, like, you know what I mean? Like Austin like is now at the mercy of D, essentially. Uh, and that's what I don't like for my man, right? That's like, I would... No, you're, you're, I think... I think you, I've definitely. I'm, I hate to say I'm. I'm turning a little bit more because I do think that, and this is just really a credit to D. But it is right. You know, when when you're the player that all the information ends up funneling to, you're the one, and that's this is what I've said. You're that's the one. James the Jones was too. And so when when we you know watching and knowing how strong of a player D is, this really just ups her stock a lot. And like you and like you uh, said, well, Bryce, like that, and, and that in turn, if Austin is committed to her hurts his sort of equity uh, and chances of winning. Um, so, yeah, I guess in, in, in hindsight, you know, we got a lot of other episodes to get through, but for maybe, maybe this is one of those things, where, like you said, you, you, you ask forgiveness, not ask permission. And, and maybe, right. you got, maybe it's just complicated though. Cause it's like, say with a showman's this, there could be a very similar situation. It's not a showman's. Okay. With two this, people with, looking at the sky. Yeah. With, with these two astronomers, um, <laughs> Like say D, if D wasn't as strong of a player, then it's like absolutely Looper, and like that's your ride or die. But so it's like at what point in this in this you know in your relationship of astronomy um, do you like right? Because there's some gradient of like they're they're gonna win. I can't tell her, even though I really care about her. Or it's like she's not going to win. She's not a great player. Like I can tell her. And so it's like, how do you find that middle point to like, because it's somewhere close in the middle. Well, obviously, D's a great player, but to Austin, it's like that balance of like, w- like winning versus, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Um, so yeah, maybe it wasn't the best, best move, but 
I obviously don't think he deserves a lot of the. Um, oh well, and but also let me just be clear, right? I'm upset with him, but that's my man, so I could be upset. The way I've been going at some of these tweets and some of the stuff, listen, that's mine, and I'm gonna stick beside them. Uh, y'all don't need to have no comment about. Listen, he playing out there and he doing his thing. What are I, they saying? They're just saying that it wasn't a great move and that like that was the his end game like you know no it's not it's, yeah it's, I think the, 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 the there's a sentiment that he's basically sacrificing his game uh, because no. of this, this but like also hey obviously I don't think you can count Austin out and right. I want to I, I guess we're really just going to be jumping around this episode we'll touch on everything but they I thought leave your man at home was full of ballers in their pockets full so grown good. And all you fellas leave your girl with your friends because it's 1130 in the club is jumping. Go, 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 go. So we say you got a man. I know you got a girl, but the party ain't gonna stop. So let's make it hot. Last week when you stayed at home alone, I got your bed. Oh yeah. This week when you're going out and you try to stop and you're out and you hair done and your nail washed too and your car and your I'm on it too. Watch it there, butter, 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 party, da, 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 da. ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and the pack is full of grown. And all you fellas, leave your girl with D, because it's 11 30 and Austin's with me, 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 me. <laughs> That's where you were going. <laughs> Jack, now here's okay, Jack. I will give you a hint. You saw, I knew the song, though. Yeah, yes. So, the title of the song is Big Ass Spider in the Corner. Oh, no, not a spider. Save it. It's just a daddy long legs. Oh. That's what they call me. <laughs> I also love when people meet you. They're like, I, I just picked in my nose. Uh, Jack is so tall. Uh, so the title of the song, Jackery. Like, do I know the title? That is the question. Oh, I thought you were giving me a hint, and you were like, "Why be like the title?" Well, because I figure you you said the title of the song. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh, I didn't even kill a spider. Fuck! I mean, darn it. Pick him up. All right. Well, I don't know where he went, but I'm gonna let him. Let him I'm live. Him Hopefully, he doesn't uh, crawl up on me. Um, let, let I don't him know live. the title. I don't know the title, but you said the title. I, it's just like jumping or something. Say it two more times. Jumping, jumping, jumping. Okay. All right. Now, jumping, jumping, or jumping, jumping, jumping. Jumping, jumping, jumping. Okay. Now, I will give you a hint. You have sometimes this is always one of your go tos. So I will give you a hint in the question that I'm going hey, to ask you. Yeah, I, I, thank you. Okay, I, I don't. I actually was thinking like I, didn't, but I didn't want to be basic and just guess that shit or guess it again. Um, but when I got it right, he, he did get it right. Um, see, I, I was thinking it was Beyonce, but I was like, I know there's some other other flavors in there. Let's so I didn't want to just say Beyonce. I, I was like thinking about the song, like hearing it play in my head. I was like, this sounds like Beyonce. Uh, and obviously, Bryce, you just killed it with the rendition. So. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the Survivor News playlist on YouTube, Thank on you. Instagram, on Spotify. iTunes, Apple Music. <laughs> iTunes. Uh, <laughs> oh, 
I'm on, old. on on Napster. <laughs> Download the MP3. I was like, I only had to pay a dollar twenty nine for this. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my MySpace page. Wendell's um, gonna burn. He's gonna burn a CD for everybody at the next <laughs> right to win. But what I wanted to what I wanted to say about Austin that just to to wrap up the, the thoughts for me on that was. I thought him not playing the idol was oh well like ballsy and I uh, like you know he's still got it he's yeah. obviously it expires next tribal so um I think you know like obviously you can't count him out right like playing at six win one win a challenge like win a challenge or make make a move at five he's still got to go so you know I I still I'm still high on Austin um, I need someone that can win a challenge hundred percent. Especially yeah. uh, one of those classic like Final Five types mm-hmm. where you know big obstacle course puzzle like mm-hmm. that's it. So uh, well, a little bit, but and then also quickly, people were giving him flack for giving Julie the most the more powerful idol, but that's because the amulet idol non transferable. So the only one he could give was that one that fi- expires at Final Five. So here is a question that I did read on Twitter was someone was saying that he should have given her the ambulant amulet idol. Ooh, because he technically can't transfer the power. Correct. So technically she could have used it, but not really used it. But the problem there is, you know, the reason he gave it away is because at that three, that triple split, um, they were worried they would actually have to go to a vote. And obviously him giving it was because he wanted her to, you know, stay in the game. So he gives her the fake one um, at the time that he's working with her, say they do go to a vote and then she can't play it. Now she just gets voted out with his amulet and he he just looks really bad. Um, That's true. But at the point right now um, in the game, it's that would be you know obviously knowing that you're gonna maybe go against her, uh, you would maybe want to give her that ambulant idol. Yeah. Also, I just want to uh, shout out my mother-in-law, that is uh, Austin's mom, Miss Eva. She tweeted me this week, and listen, she, she she was with the people. She says Austin will always be my sweet, kind, smart, loyal, hardworking, handsome. In parentheses, I may need Bryce. To fill in the rest, okay? Because she know, because she listen, okay? That's my mother-in-law, uh, but she says, but sometimes, a bit messy. Love and proud of you always, okay? Shout out to the mama with the hot things, okay? Yeah, we need Austin's mama on Survivor. I feel like she's got a dog in her where... She's got that dog in there. She's Team Bryce. So listen, but anyway, shout out to all of Austin's family, but also especially shout out to Austin's mom because she watches and listens and she's a part of the Purple Pants Posse uh, by love and by vision. Mm. Um, Uh, So I mean, if we're still jumping around. Let's hear it. Can we talk about Katora? Because I feel like and a part of the reason as to why I was in my feelings is that like I wanted to be with my brothers to be like having these conversations um I feel like I'm vindicated right like we didn't see a lot of Katora however we got to see a lot of Katora's story and her story is just I don't even know the word incredible incredible right and it just like it just makes me look at her 
so much differently. Like, like she is so much more stronger than I even imagined. And I feel like us seeing that story of all that she has been through. Uh, and again, also from last season, from the letter, and we know she may have a, a strange relationship with her mom. Now we're kind of all the pieces are coming together, but just knowing all that she went through and the reason as to why she became a lawyer, I just feel like what I had been saying before is that like, because the editors continue to harp on this Bruce storyline, we didn't really get to see or know much about Couture, but it makes me feel more, even more convicted in my love for Couture and that there is more that we are not seeing. She, like, you know what I'm like? I, it just, for me, it's like, I feel like to go through all of that and you're playing survivor, this is a cakewalk, right? Like, I feel like, there is more of her that I feel like in these next, I mean, it's not that many, but I, I still feel like there is a lot that Katora could still do. Mm. I, she could win the game, Bryce. She I, could win the game. There, I, I almost venture to say that anyone could win the game, but Katora with her brain um, and with her story, if she makes it to the end with the right people and with the right moves, she could win the game. And again, it's like, you know, this lawyer alliance, right? Like Jake, Katora, and Tina. And again, Katora, here we are. What, what day is this? Day 20? And Jake is still talking about, you know, and Katora's like, wait, okay. I forgot you. A lawyer? <laughs> the bar? Like, I, like, there That's is. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. And. Mm. Sorry, I just remember when we did our predictions and I said that there are all these lawyers on here and y'all were like, so? Now we could have a final three of all attorneys. That would be crazy. And two of whom <laughs> have kept it under wraps. <laughs> yeah. No, to jump in uh, as someone who's here we admittedly go. given Katora her fair share of... Uh -huh. But, look, uh, you know, for me... I look at the game and, you know, the person completely differently. Uh, and so, you know, in past weeks, I gave Katora some critiques about gameplay uh, and I stand by those. But also within those critiques, I said, if she's able to turn it on, like turn it, like turn up, then I do think she has. And of course, I'm, I'm maybe rewriting history a little bit here. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I for sure was like right now. It's not it's not working, but going forward, there's always a chance. We know, especially in the new era, to kind of turn things around, like you said, Bryce. So final seven is a great time to do that. Uh, strategic, so strategically speaking, uh, she's in a she's in a spot where she can maneuver a little bit now, especially with Bruce out. So that's promising. And then for, on a personal side of things, I mean, completely unrelated to any great gameplay critique. It's incredible story. Uh, so ad like admirable, uh, and so th for me those things are completely separate. And it was so incredible to watch um, not only her story in the episode, but also at the live show, just the reaction that that it got and and the emotion that it brought out. And people were you know standing ovation in the middle of the episode after she finished her confessional. Um, it's just something I couldn't even imagine. And to see you know the strong woman that she is uh, in her own life, but also as a lawyer representing other, you know, like she said, people of color, women, um, it's just, it's just incredible. So I definitely want to give, give the flowers for that as, as someone who hasn't always been 
the most supportive during the season. We appreciate that. But I, I, and even in that moment, Jack, uh, with the standing ovation that she allegedly got, uh, if she were there, uh, I think seeing that moment was even more powerful and special to me just because I know that she hasn't had an easy go uh, with the community and with the fans. And I know that, you know, I don't know if I share with this podcast or I was on the feedback show with Rob, but I, and I, I tell Wendell this, but like, I, you know, you know me, I'd be on TikTok and, you know, um, I watched the TikToks and stuff. And so she was like, you know, telling her story and like just about how emotional and how she was staying off of social media because like the trolls were coming for her. So I just feel like to witness her get her flowers in real time, um, even when I am at my maddest at some people that I care about the most, I was so happy to see that moment and to like see her just take it all in that like, yeah, you might get, you might get a couple of keyboard gangsters, but the real love is in the real people that show up and come out. And so that was just a a special moment for me to witness in the Mm -hmm. back by myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything else on that one? Or can I, can I jump to a, all right. So, I mean, I guess we're just full, we're, we're just straight bouncing around kind of different, different, which is, I think is fine. I'm down to, we're trying it out. Uh, something else from the episode that, that really stood out. And, and there's a couple of things here. Uh, Emily, you know, at, at the start, um, first and foremost, they get back to camp from the last tribal council and Emily really openly takes credit for this, uh, for her ability to sort of lull Bruce into a false sense of security through her plan to, uh, I guess, throw Julie under the bus as a strategic move to get him to feel comfortable. Um, I mean, what do we think? Is it just, uh, is it, what's the, especially as, as people who have played, like what's the balance of, um, how do you take credit for your moves and, and make sure your resume is noticeable to other people without going too far? Do it it at Final Tribal Council. Or or I even say make it a collaborative move, right? Like, don't like, don't take all of the credit. I think that I think that it is all Wendell and Jack and I, we work together to do this. Like, I, I think very rarely, if it's not at the final, do you take sole credit? Or do you tell the full story like that? Mm. Yeah, like why? Why did she have to tell the story at all? No, and in this instance, I totally agree. I just want to because you said like you know tell it at final, Wendell, and of course that's always the time to, to share that. But for me, I'm like especially in this day and age where it feels like the jury compares a lot of notes. Um, but I guess maybe the, my, my, I guess what I was gonna say was like the jury might, if the jury doesn't know going into final travel that this was really planned by you, they might come in with some preconceived notions that are less flexible to change even when they hear this information. But we do have a guy like Bruce who's probably going to Ponderosa and sharing that, you know, Emily did get me comfortable. And that's going to be the the story that the jury, that the jury understands prior to hearing her say it 
herself out at a potential final tribal council. I have a slight different take on that, Jack, because I almost would want the jury to go in thinking it happened one way. And then me at my final tribal be boom, drop the bomb. Like, no, it, it wasn't that it was me. I would think that that could potentially get more of a reaction uh, from the jury. But I mean, also, you could be right, too. What what do you say, Wendell? I think there's a there's an importance in, in them kind of um, having an eye. I, I think I think it depends on the jury. I think it, there is a world where you drop a lot of bombs on a jury and sway their opinions. But I, I think it's also important that they kind of uh, can see in to some degree some of your game, whether it's as you send them out of the game or whether you're telling your story at um, tribal council. I, but I, I feel like I feel like you have a, an uphill battle if it's all at final tribal council. So exactly. Yeah. But I, I tend to agree. Uh, I guess it's kind of like you want to have people coming in with an idea of some of the stuff you did and then really just come in, articulate it superbly and just kind of just drop the bombs in a sense that like people kind of already know you're locked and loaded, but they don't know the full story. Uh, and I also think with this. I mean, definitely, I think it was a blunder, especially given the fact that, you know, you look at the at this point in the season uh, within the game up until now, obviously edit wise. I think we all thought Emily was a strong contender, uh, but up until now in the game were people necessarily looking at her as such, not necessarily. But for someone like Emily, I think you could look at, you know, the jury up to this point. You look at a Caleb, who was her one of her closest allies for his time in the game. You look at a Kelly who. Of course, it's a little bit easier to say from our perspective, but Kelly's been uh, apparently in, you know, exit interviews or, or even at Ponderosa was speaking very highly of Emily's gameplay. Uh, you have a Kendra who we know uh, from like secret scenes or, uh, you know, discussions that uh, Emily and Kendra had a pretty strong relationship, especially given that Kendra, you know, that visit she took to Lulu day, day two of the game. Um, and then you look at a Bruce who... Uh, I think, you know, has people he would he would rather vote for a Emily potentially than a lot of other people. And so while her game hasn't necessarily been at the forefront, you look at the jury, it's a group of, of jurors that are going to be pretty supportive of you, especially with Caleb, the mayor of Ponderosa, which I do think has uh, some weight to it in the sense that you can even subconsciously kind of get in people's ears as they come to the jury uh, and kind of set the trend. I just definitely, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say, it, I think, you know, it's just, it, it wasn't necessary to lay out the, the, the genius of the move so blatantly. But giving Emily a little grace, knowing her story on Lulu, knowing what her first day was like, I feel like, and these are some of the things that you can't take into consideration as a viewer, uh, it's one of those things that when you're a player and you're in the moment, right? Like, I think that she was genuinely proud of herself. And like, sometimes it's like, you want to be like, this is what I did. So in and that they're moment, all celebrating and they're all, they're all in this like jubilation state. And she, and a lot of them think that they're all working together and have all of these close bonds, even though we know it's Reba's type. A lot of them think that they have these ends. They're hugging. You see Katora hugging people like, and they all work together to get Bruce out on this one. 
when, like we've said before, there's a bigger thing at play here. This Reba Four is way bigger than a, a single Bruce. But for them to get this Wicked Witch out of the game or whatever and come back and be so high on life, she might want to, you know, like that just might be in her spilling because she's right. feeling and it. She hasn't had this moment all season, right? Like she's literally been like fighting for her life, right? You know, I, I feel like she just doesn't. So I give her grace in that moment, but I also feel like I get the rebuttal that you don't want to give that genius away because yeah. it automatically rises, raises your threat level. Yeah, no, to that point, it's like looking at the circumstances, it's not a situation where it's like, Emily, how how could you do that? Like, no, it, it's it's understandable how it how it happened, but of course, and especially with hindsight being, you know, 2020, uh, it's just a, le- a lesson, I suppose, of to, to any player that you know, keep keep your big keep your biggest resume boosters, you know, tucked do away. Your, right. Do your big one, but keep it low. Like in that moment, I think that it would have been perfect for her to be like, I know it's something Katora wanted. Like, you know, like I would have like kind of roped Katora in a little bit to kind of like lessen the the genius of the move. But I mean, it was a genius move. Yeah. And then something else with Emily I wanted to talk about was this the journey. Um first and foremost. Unspecific to Emily, you know, can we think of a better system to uh, select who goes? Like, it's like, oh, final seven, here's a journey. Who wants to go? Like, and if people want to go, we're going to draw a rock. Like, of course, you're going to want to go at final seven for like pretty much anyone's going, going to want to be like, check it out. Um, and so then just everyone drawing a rock, it's like, you know, we could, I think we could do a little bit better. Um, but Emily, you know, the journey was pretty short and sweet in the sense that she's, she's off, but I want to, you know, discuss it. She's offered the chance to play the same savvy game that was available at the start that every, at both, both tribes failed. Uh, and if she wins, she's guaranteed, uh, immunity. And if she loses, she loses her vote. Um, I have my thoughts, but before I just, I, I want to hear, you know, she, she opts not to, not to take the challenge and preserve her vote. What'd you guys think about that? I thought it was smart. Like, cause that's what I would have done, but it, I hate challenges like this, especially in the new era, because if I don't like you, if there is, if for whatever reason, I want to put a target on your back. I could just feel like mm, I don't believe what they're saying because we've all seen that there you get something, you give something like I felt like she was completely honest with her story. But I understand people like D being like, I don't believe it at all. But I was I'm with Emily. Like I would have I'm good. I'm gonna, uh, just keep my vote and keep it moving. Yeah, same. Well, that that is a hard challenge. And it's too, she's one of these numbers and she's one of these players. She's in a lot of people's ears. Her number could be very important. Don't, don't risk it. And so it's like, I almost feel like when these challenges arise, I feel like the people like, can we take the parchment, right? Can y'all search my bag? Like, cause I just want y'all to know what I'm telling you is real. Uh, But I also then feel like that might be, doing the most and people might feel like you doing that makes you sus. So I don't know. It's yeah. just like, uh, 
it's weird. But again, listening to On the Fire, I think that that's one of the things that Jeff likes about the new era is that like because they have introduced so many of these new things that even if they never bring it back, they are bringing fans on. And there's always the possibility that something like that could happen. So people are always keeping that possibility in their thought process so it changes the game so i love that yeah. aspect of I it i can't believe jeff thinks his own ideas are good <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bryce, you listen you listen to cooking podcast bryce what i say on the fire <laughs> what's the name of it on fire with jeff uh, i still need to check that out i heard it's i heard it's it's mixed but it's good uh, yeah i need i need to tap in um yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, and I think most people I feel like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, he's no, awake. Let, let's hear what he has to say, Jake. I feel like in the last version of On Fire, it seemed like Jeff was giving out. Oh, it, it almost seemed like some spoilers were coming out. So give a listen. Let me know. Really? Yeah. Or um, I mean, when you see him this week, Jack, you could. Tell oh, him. well, should tell him what? Tell no, I'd love, I'd love, obviously, I'd love to talk any survivor. I would happily. That was obviously a, a playful. Uh, Jeff, if you're listening to this, please. I didn't see this. Uh, no, that was obviously a playful roast. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, it's the back pedal for no, me. Yeah, right. He's watching it way back. He's no, I, mean, I, was, I was joking. No, no, here's, the thing. here's the thing. If I met him in person, would I be down to debate some things? Absolutely. Would I be like, oh, Jeff, like, wow, no way. You like your own ideas? That's crazy. No, that would just be rude. <laughs> um, but I'll say it on here. Jeff, uh, my name's Jack Evans. I've been watching with my dad, Ben, for my whole life. Uh, I know Wendell has your number, and I have Wendell's number. Hi. Jeff, can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's going on, Jack? <laughs> Do you want to see my buffs? <laughs> this is this is Caramona. This is Ghost Island. Like Caramona. Yeah, that's that's an accurate representation right. of what will probably happen. Um, yeah. but think. no, I just wanted to say, like, I think this challenge is a, is kind of a trap. Um, I don't know how much time they had, but I've looked at the video of how you're supposed to solve it. And I still don't understand how you're supposed to solve it. Like it's even if you know what you're doing, it looks like it takes a lot of steps that have to be executed properly. So it it really just seems like a a trap to just make players lose their votes. And especially from up to this point, what we've seen, Emily is in a pretty good spot. And final seven is also just sort of like a notoriously crucial spot. Um, You know, given that there's an odd number of players, it's a little bit easier to make a move. Uh, even with this Reba four, all it takes is one person to want to flip and maybe make a move. So having your vote is so, so essential. Uh, I really think the only time I'd look at a challenge that looks this complicated and will want to do it is if I like know my back is against the wall uh, and that my vote like might not matter that much. Cause obviously in hindsight, like if you know the votes, even if you're in, even if you're in the majority, like, you know, the vote's going to be kind of unanimous, like it ended up being like, then it doesn't really matter if you have your vote, but, just the fact that it could end up being like a four three situation. Uh, you need to have your vote. You need to have your vote. So um, I think Emily was totally fine with that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess really the, the last thing we, we need to dive into is just um, sort of this immunity challenge and what, what goes down after. Uh, so the immunity challenge, we've seen something a little bit like it before. They have to, they're, they're, they're in this whole, I guess, wooden contraption with tied to a rope that's all scrambled up. They got to like unspool themselves to get enough rope to run out to uh, these like sandbags that they throw at these blocks. And then once they knock all the blocks, they got to like stack them up in a self-supporting arch uh, that spells a word both front and back, which was a little bit confusing because I didn't really feel like they clarified it super well. Because right. especially from our angle as a viewer, they were working on the puzzle. And I would say like, e it's like, what do do they know how to spell? Like I don't. But, uh, um, to keep it short, and, and then also the winner gets a to pick people for a sort of do-it-yourself barbecue back at camp. Um, on keep, the fire to keep yeah on the fire uh, <laughs> to keep it short and sweet. Uh, it's kind of an Austin and Drew face-off, but Austin doesn't realize that the puzzle is like double-sided. Uh, I don't think Drew really realized at first either, but he was able to like figure it out. Uh, and Drew secured the win, ran it with a boys' night 2.0, picking Austin and, and uh, Jake, which I loved. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the oh, one other thing I, I thought that kind of came out of this that was funny before I sort of opened it up to you know your thoughts. I just thought it was so funny. The girls back at camp had a little spa day, realizing that they couldn't really talk strategy because of the way the targets were shaped. I mean, D just started reading the facts on her buff about like the manufacturing. <laughs> I thought it was super funny. Um, but the you know challenge, whatever the reward, whatever happened after, what stood out to you guys? I mean, although I was mad at my man, I thought again his performance. Uh, he stood out like he like I feel like even. I just feel like he needs to play the idol next week. I know this is not necessarily connected to your question, but I feel like he needs to play the idol next week. And there is a good possibility that he can win his way to the end. And um, yeah, you, you are riding for your man. I'm a, I'm going to ride for him. I mean, even when your man, your friends, they're not loyal to you, how you be loyal to them, you know. Uh, so I'm going to always save Austin to see. Good one. Here's my question. If Austin wins immunity next week and has his idol, what is his best move? To give his idol to someone, to pull a fast one. Whoever they are targeting, he needs to give the idol to, and him and Drew need to pick a name. Yeah, I mean, I'm very worried for Drew next week. So if Austin is able to win, I, I think you cover your boy. And, and so you're more worried. worried. You're more worried for Drew than Julie. A, A thousand bit. percent. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm worried, for, I'm worried for both. I mean, I'm right. more worried for Julie because. <laughs> and here's my. And maybe we're we're veering too early. Or can we get into this? I mean, I we already basically that. talked about that. We already basically talked about what happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I just think that they all agreed, minus D, that this is the person that's going to beat us all at the end. And they all took a huge shot, and she just did a 360 alley-oop 
you know what I mean, with some English. She just did some crazy move in front of the jury, and they all think that she can beat them. I think they're going to keep targeting her. You're right. And I guarantee you, Julie will probably win immunity next week, right? <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. You think so? But I don't got that. With all that being said, well, no, I, I fully agree. Maybe thinking that Drew is... I, I, just, I, just, I, I do think some backlash, like, right, like, well, right. D could turn on him and then pull some people, but I do think it's in the player's best interest to maybe get Julie first. But to Bryce's question of, like, what do you do with your idol? You don't give it to Julie, you know? Right. You, well, I mean, in that case, no. Yeah, you keep it, you keep it with you and your boy, especially as we've seen, I think Austin, you know, going to the end with Drew is a good idea. I think Austin would probably beat Drew, so. This yeah. is, I... This is where it becomes interesting, right? Because now it's like if you, Jack and I feel like one of the targets will be Drew, you feel like it's Julie. Who then does the, who now has the power in the game, right? It's the Katora, always it's oh. but no, it's oh, Katora and Jake now, right? Like, so it is I am more interested to see if our theories are right how Jake and Katora handled this because this could very well be the pendulum episode. Yes. yes. And it's, it's just a matter of like when you're in this position where your threat level is arguably the lowest arm is like to me is making those moves at the end to take out just threats that are bigger than you. Is that that impressive on a resume? But right. if, they, if they can manipulate the situation so that they can get to the end with someone that they have a good shot of beating, then that's a that's a very effective style of gameplay. Um, Here's my other question: the re before they've been so good and they've been so together, except for this one, they started taking in shots. Right? Is there a world where they realize? Hold on a second. Uh -uh. These jokers are about to crack us uh -uh. in our muffin. No, nope. so we need to. We need to say, you know what? Let's go for one of them right now. In is my there a opinion, they come back together. In my opinion, the rebuffor is done. Only because it's it's D, right? Like, and we have seen the type of player that she is. There, are, there are no going backs with D, and especially given the reaction to Mama Tina, that is Julie, when she found out that they were lying to her face. I personally feel like the rebuffor is done. Now, if the rebuffor is done, this could we could see an avalanche on the rebuffor. And it's it's so interesting, right? Because the way the numbers are, it's like Katora could side with Mama Tina and Julie, Jake. Like it, it it's like Katora and Jake don't even have to be a, a, a voting block, right? Like they could kind of split like it. I really feel like this next week's episode is going to be so interesting because yeah, I just feel like the re before it's over. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what I did really like about this episode overall was the sense that there's no longer this group trust that had existed before that was un, kind of unbreakable. Now it's sure you have duos and things like that, but there's, there was sort of an, an, an aura in the air, not of voodoo magic, but of just like mistrust uh, that made it the whole episode kind of tense. Uh, and as you guys were talking about that, I was just sort of thinking about like, how could the rest of the season shape up? 
And I do think Julie's in some trouble soon. Um, for me, I think there's really three people that I think could win right now uh, in just different, different permutations. I think D is the clear cut favorite for me. Uh, I think she beats Austin. Yeah. Uh, I think she, I think if she gets to the end, she beats pretty much anyone. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, people are looking at Julie before they're even looking at her. Like, I think she's going to be cruising. I also, also with the knowledge that, you know, Austin presumably won't go home next episode. He has an idol. Uh, and he presumably will, won't target D from what we've seen. You know, she's got some coverage. Um, I think unless, unless, unless something happens and D is the target and he's like, Oh, D. Unless he comes to his senses and wants to make amends with me. Uh, I, but yeah, that's true. I think, um, I think Austin, if he could get to the end with the right group, uh, like a, like a Drew and a Jake boy, boys night at the end. Uh, what I wonder actually, and this is, this is going to come a little bit out of left field. My third person would be Katura. Um, you know, if she's able to steer things right, like I could see them piling on a Julie next episode and then maybe like Drew flips over to Jake and Katora or, um, even maybe 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 D Jake or maybe D Drew and Austin. I love it. Vote Jake or Katora, but I think in that instance it would probably be Jake. And then if Katora can sort of sneak her way into a final three with like, I don't think she beats D, but if she can get in there with like Drew and Jake or even Drew and Austin, who as a duo might split some votes. Uh, and she lays her story out there, uh, sort of an underdog story. I mean, we've seen before people love an underdog at the end. Um, do I necessarily think in this scenario I would vote for her? I don't know. Um, but we've, we've seen, especially in the new era, we've seen crazy things happen. So uh, beyond that, I just don't really think there's a permutation of people that get to the end. Right. Like there's not going to be a, a Julie Drew jake final three where we like have to have a winner from there and so i think if austin d or katora end up in some combination one of them will beat out uh drew jake or or and i just i think julie if she gets to the end probably would win i just don't feel like she's gonna get to the end her target's a little bit too big now so that's sort of how i see it shaking out i got two things first one might upset bryce a little bit I just question how people view Austin, how people in the game, how the jury views Austin. I question how much they would reward him. Um, I question. Yeah, I, I question that. And, and that's so funny that you mentioned that because it, it reminds me of, you know, you Chicago, we got a bit of a losing finalist curse going on, right? Spencer. Uh, Raymond Bledsoe was in. He was a losing finalist. Yeah. Um, zero votes. Uh, Xander was a zero vote finalist. Uh-huh. Even myself, different show, last place finalist. Yeah. Um, and I can see a world where, and it's so, I, it's so funny the parallels that I see between Austin and Xander, where they've done such a good job of, you know, obviously archetypically they're, they're kind of similar guys, like smart guys, but come across as sort of like a surfer bro yeah. that isn't always like 
to the audience, they're playing a very smart game and doing a great job of lowering their threat level. But I'm worried that, like Xander, Austin is doing too good of a job of lowering his threat level. Where the jury doesn't not, look like he's even playing. The jury's not going to so see let his. Me, let me just. Go ahead. Would you? I want to cut you. In another parallel is just the idol, the idols that they had. That I feel like a lot of times people are like, "Oh, well, you had an idol. We weren't going to come for you anyway, so you didn't really have to maneuver as much." Which I think is a crock of shit. Uh, But it's one of those things where at the end it it might be like, "Well, Austin, you had two idols. Like, we were never going to target you. You didn't have to like scramble that much and protection because he found two idols and he." Let's just clear house because what we not going to do is have no podcast where they coming at Austin. Like I said, from the beginning, me and Mama Eva are the only people that could come for Austin. So listen, surfer boy or not, Wendell asking the question, it's like, I wonder how the jury's going to see him. I'll tell you how they're going to see him. He's smart. He's loyal. He's handsome. He's tall. He's strategic. He's got an N. He's getting a B and he'll have an A very soon. Okay? He's got two items. Okay? Trust me. If Austin's a losing final, I, I don't want that to happen. I hope Austin is a millionaire, but I'm just, just looking at the, the situation. Just looking, like I said, at the parallels with Xander. It just it just feels really similar. Um, I I agree, uh, and I too have an affinity for Zaddy Zand, uh, and so maybe the maybe I have a voodoo curse. <laughs> so now my only second, the only second thing I wanted to say was first because like as a viewer we watched Xander and we were like, yo, this guy has a shot, and with Austin I'm like, yo, this guy has a shot, but I just question what the zer- the jury's receiving. My second thing is, I think this could be one of those seasons where we could see multiple people getting multiple votes at the end. Mm. And that could make for a pretty cool, uh, just like. In this new era, there is always somebody that gets no votes, though. Every single vote, I believe, in the new era has been seven to one to zero. Yeah, I think, I think depending on the, the people. Yeah, it could be different. That's oh, all. I we will have to similar. Well, huh? I was just—I I feel like it could be similar. If, I, you, get I, like a, if you get like a—I don't want to say no names, but there, there are multiple combinations of three people that I could see. Seven, two, one. I mean, seven, two, zero. Okay, I kind of yeah. I mean, okay. All right. I mean, if D's okay, I think she probably wins. With yeah, if D's there, and then someone else catches a vote or something, but. uh I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting opposite, like with the new era, because it's just like I think the jury just does so much discussion that they start to sort of yeah. Not that people like can't think for themselves, but when you're discussing and comparing notes, even if you're not like trying to argue on someone's behalf, you just kind of catch the vibe that everyone thinks, oh, so and so is playing a good game. Well, then they must be playing a good game if the whole jury thinks that. Like then it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. And why the Ponderosa is so important. Yeah. Or and also depends on like I I sometimes feel like someone will throw a vote on someone uh, to distinguish them as number two, because that Mm -hmm. greatly increases their chances. Like I feel like with James, he says that he voted for Cassidy and one that was his girl. But also he was like he knew that 
a lot of people weren't. And he wanted to show her love. And that one vote was a lot of thousand dollars different exactly. than what it would not have been. So it's like uh, 15K, you know, right. So th- throw your homie 15K is not an unusual yeah. thing to do. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting endgame action. Uh, For sure. Uh, I mean, I think this was an interesting podcast, the podcast that almost was not, but I'm so happy that we were able to discuss it uh, and talk about it. And yeah. Are you giving Queen Emily her flowers? You going to let me finish my monologue? Or are you done texting on your phone? Uh, Yes. So I think that it is a very interesting. However, I would be remiss not to show Queen Emily her flowers because despite it not being a million dollars, I really hope that Emily walks away feeling like she won a million dollars because there are just so many people like myself that can relate to Emily feeling like you don't fit in sometimes feeling like all of these different things and having your back against the wall constantly. And you constantly having to evolve, you constantly having to fight. And for her to get this far is just a testament to get off the couch, to do it, not give up, keep Mm. betting on yourself, keep putting yourself in uncomfortable positions because you'll never know where it will go. And so I am sad to see Emily go, but I am very happy to welcome her to our family. And I hope that she feels very proud of herself. Yeah, I'm officially, I'm I'm for sure no longer the uh, number one Emily in reality TV history. So (laughs) shout out to Emily. Flip it. (laughs) <laughs> financial analyst financial analyst no she was i mean i you had there like you hit it on the head bryce she was excellent to watch such a fun player such an amazing journey throughout the season uh just a great person like yeah if there are like i there's definitely a second chances in her future right like i feel like for like she's gold like i would love to see her play again any thoughts, Wendell, before we close it out? No, I think you did a good job. Oh, well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, you're too kind. No, you're too kind. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, thank you guys for another great episode. This has been your Survivor News crew covering Survivor Season 45, Episode 11. Uh, New Orleans is done, so that means all things are now heading to the Bryce and Wynn. Tour 45 finale in LA. It is going to be amazing events. We've got our pre-party. We have our main event on Wednesday. So tickets are yeah, available. We have a party on Tuesday. Let's go. Okay. We you, party. you know about it. That's, the, know about that's it. the lit one. That's the lit, lit, lit one. Uh, and yeah, so if you're going to be in L.A. the week of December 20th, 19th and the 20th, come show your baby boy some love. Tickets are available now. I feel like I met someone today in Florida that was from Australia and they are here in Florida for the Bryson Wynn present Florida reality heart takeover and they are staying until L.A. So I think it's going to be so dope and so we will see you again and the baby boys will be together again so hopefully I'll save you a seat <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to quickly say um, like this this Tuesday courtesy of Bryson Wen, I'm, I'm going to be able at the um, 
Oh. Los Angeles CBS private screening. Oh. And we were able to give away some other tickets there too to some posse members. So if you guys are there, please come say what's up. I also can't wait. Uh, I'm really excited for it. So I can't wait till after to be able to share uh, my experience. Even though Bryce and I aren't even pulling up, like I might, but um, nah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I just wanted to say on the pod how much I appreciate you guys getting me in the mix, and I'm looking forward to see some posse members there. Yes, we we appreciate you, Jack. So if any of the posse members that won our contest, if you see Jack, we need to see the the photo footage. And hopefully Jack will just get us some behind the scenes video uh, that we can post up so that you can see. Uh, but this has been your Survivor News. Hey. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. <laughs>